hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey, and welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast, an adulting advice podcast production. I'm Danny Sheriff, and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. Let's dive in. And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Psst. Before we dive into today, blah, 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 words, before we dive into today's episode, I just want you to know that the HA Society is open. I'm actually going to talk about it a little later in the show, so don't worry, I'm not going to waffle on too much, but if you have been waiting for the day where you can finally come on in, meet all the other girls with the exact same situation as you, binge all of the extra HA content, join all of the coaching community calls, all that good stuff. If you have been waiting for that day, today is your day. And as a little bonus, I am doing for the first time ever a 14-day free trial, which I've never, ever done before. It's this month only, I'm pretty sure. Um, I just want you to come on in and try it out. 
I'm this, that confident in it. So if you head to the HASociety.com, you can learn more about us as a group. You can join the HA Society totally free for 14 days. And I will be in there and I will greet you straight away and we'll get cracking on getting that period sorted out for you. All right, guys, thehasociety.com. Let's do this. Hello. I knew you were going to listen to this episode (laughs) and I knew it because it's one of the biggest questions on your mind or at least at some point it has definitely been. And that question would be, what if I'm not the person HA applies to? You're most likely self-diagnosed and good on you for taking the time to work out that HA is probably what you have but you're still in doubt for one reason or another because hypothalamic amenorrhea is something that you can't see. It's not some like visible rash or growth that you can Google and be like, yep, that's exactly what I have. It looks just like this picture. And it's not something that really shows up all that clearly to medical professionals at this stage. And Many medical professionals still have associations about HA, like, no, you know, you don't have that. That's, we just see that in athletes. But, like, the problem there is that that causes you to question your diagnosis even more because, you know, we trust our doctor so much. The fact is that HA is hard to see and not all that well known especially in the medical field, which still baffles me because it seems like women's health 101. But, okay, I suppose. (laughs) The whole thing, it causes us to think that we're special, that we're shining, glimmering unicorns with rainbow tails and manes with flowers braided in them. Simply because, like, there are all these reasons coming up for us that this is not what we have. But today, I'm here to talk about one of the very few, this is one of the very few podcasts or whatever on the internet that will tell you this fact. You are not actually a unicorn, and I'm sorry, but this is good news. Let's actually bust down some of the most common myths and reasons why we think we're unicorns. It's going to allow you to realize you're not one. And help you move along from this confusion. Because this is one of those things that we actually don't want to be a unicorn for. We want to fit the mold, right? Um, So I'm going to help you feel a little clearer on that. So, unicorn syndrome, HA myth number one. You are not thin enough to have HA. This is where I started on my journey. So, that's why I'm starting here with, with this episode. That's why this is number one. I tell my story in um, like my first ever episode, really, and a YouTube video as well. So I'll link to those in the show notes of this if you haven't heard those yet. But in them, I do explain how it took me quite a while to get where I am today because I lived in denial based on my quote unquote normal sized body. And the reality was that although I was a healthy BMI, I had lost like nine kilos or 20 pounds and that actually hit my body really hard it was not used to being such a dramatically different weight and that set 
my body a signal that said, whoa, lady, we are clearly experiencing a consistent lack of food here. Let's be extra cautious, shut just some bodily functions down so that we can weather this storm that's going on right now. And that actually makes a lot of sense. When you think about it, right, imagine that your city is going into a lockdown, which is easy for us to imagine at this time. People start buying up resources in the store and suddenly there is a very noticeable discrepancy in our ability to purchase living essentials like toilet paper, bottled water, fresh produce, all that good stuff. So the government and the grocery stores, they step in and they put rules in place on our usage and how much of certain essentials that we can buy so that we as a community can control the distribution and keep everyone alive And that same system is happening in your body. And some of our body's governments, also known as the brain, are a lot more cautious than other people's body governments. (laughs) Just like in the real world, the, the world, sorry, just like in the real world, we can't really compare our body's government or brain or how it likes to utilize its resources to someone else. Or someone else's country. You get the analogy, guys. I'm going hard with it, obviously. Okay, but can being ultra thin be a problem? Absolutely. Does it mean that HA is not a likely cause for you because you're not thin? No, it has nothing to do with it. Your body's reacting to the lack of resources. like the it, Yeah, the sudden lack of resources that... It once used to have, it doesn't have now. It sees there's something wrong. It's taking action. It doesn't really matter how thin you are. It's more about the shock that it's going through. Now, that's it on that. Special unicorn syndrome, HA myth number two, is that you already eat so much now and recovery is not working still. (laughs) So yes, You can totally be all in for two weeks and it will feel like two months. So to be all in for two months can feel like two years. It really can. Remember that you are the one living this new routine, these changes to your eating and lifestyle habits every single second of every day. So it's going to feel like a slog. You need to eat a lot of food. So being aware of your HA is likely going to be a constant in your mind. So be careful because... The reality of how slowly time moves, you know, not be careful, but be mindful of it, right? Be mindful that the reality of how slowly time moves is kind of an illusion, right? You're not a unicorn. This is a part of the process. You're kind of meant to feel this way because you're working at it every single day. If you did anything every single day from morning till night, you would be like, this is not working, you know? And yes, it actually can take a long time. I mean, six months to a year is a long ass time. So let me explain why it's not that you're broken or unique. It's that this is a part of the the whole process, okay? The first reason is that it takes time for your body to realize it's out of a famine, Just like in our government lockdown analogy, just because the crisis is looking better today doesn't mean it's lightening up on its new regulations and restrictions at the moment. 
You have to give your body time to get the message that the coast is clear so that it can start restocking on hormone levels and then it can start sending signals to the ovaries to begin growing follicles again. And when those reproductive signals do start firing again, this is the second one, right? The process from follicle growth to maturity and then to ovulation takes a while, like 90 days. So people have some follicle already halfway or almost there and all those follicles were doing was sitting there waiting for the signal from the brain to signal to the ovaries to mature and release an egg. But for some of us, we're not starting, we're starting further behind. So we have to be patient with that. And now this part, I don't want to ruffle your feathers here (laughs) and you can take it or leave it. But let me ask you this. Are you really eating enough still? Your answer could be 100%. Yes, lady, don't question me. And that's why I began my answer the way I did. That's why this isn't the first thing that I brought up, right? But I do need you to take a solid assessment of your lifestyle and ask yourself, where can I actually increase my intake? And am I 100% sure I'm not restricting in any way with my food intake? And ask yourself those questions about exercise too. If the answer is not 100%, I'm... I'm so confident that I'm crushing this and I'm not wavering in any way, then there is a potential reason that recovery is taking you a hot minute. But it's not likely. There's usually something that we can pin it to, whether it's stress, whether it's a tendency to continue avoiding some things that we don't want to give up. You know, you only you can be fully objective with that. So... It's something that only, yeah, only you can, only you can truly answer that question. But if you do want a third party opinion, you know, sit down with someone who knows what they're talking about. I do this with people all the time. We sit down and I interview them, ask them questions and we find out, we get to the bottom of where they're avoiding some changes or just blind to some changes that they need to make. Okay. It's my favorite time of the month, guys. As you know, the HA Society opens once a month. So no, I'm not talking about a special interruption about the fact that it's my period or anything. Currently pregnant, not getting those. But it's the HA Society being open for enrollment from today through till the 14th. So it's three days. Inside of the group, you will find a large community of very dedicated very supportive very passionate women trying to get their period back or waiting working towards their second third fourth recovery period or trying to conceive after having had ha or are recovered and are just super passionate about helping other women through this time because it was hard for them they understand so what you're waiting for if You are the type of person who doesn't have a huge support network at home or whose husband like or partner or best friend or sister like doesn't want to hear you say the word HA ever again. And it's just like, oh my God, I need this to stop. (laughs) This is, that's why we're here for you guys. So everyone in this group really understands what you're going through. We meet every single week, at least twice a week. 
we go through, we answer very specific questions. People submit questions. We have themed topics for the week. And we also have events with practitioners and experts to help teach and educate further on the topic so that you have more information, which I know is that's what you're here looking, listening to the podcast for. That's what you're scooting around on the internet for, right? We facilitate all of that for you. So when you come on in, I will welcome you personally. I'll be like, hey, it'll be great. And then you'll be able to start reading through all of the posts. You'll be able to go into the event schedule, RSVP to all of the community calls and events you want to come to. You can start listening to the replays of previous events, which is really cool because it's like uh, I upload those events as audio files so you can listen to them as podcasts. So you just get a crazy amount of podcast episodes for free. Well, you know, it's a membership, so not technically free, but you know what I mean. And also I release all the episodes of the HA podcast in advance inside of the society. So you can listen to episodes earlier. The main thing is the community. I'm really, really proud of what we've created here as a team. I think every woman coming in and really understanding like this community only works if I show up and contribute and share and try and help others and coach others. That's really where the magic is. What I'm so excited about for every single person that comes in is to like have new best friends and let's face it, making friends outside of an institution is really hard. So I love it. And I feel like I am, I mean, I will be offended if I am not at least invited to every single woman's wedding, if not baby shower or whatever huge events they have in their life. I assume at this point where we have a relationship where that's what's happening. I'm going off on a total tangent because <laughs> the HA Society is open today. So as you can hear, I'm psyched about it. I think it's exactly what you need if getting your period back is important to you, if maintaining it is important to you. And very excited to be telling you that for the first time ever, 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 I'm offering a 14-day free trial. The reason being is that I know that this community is amazing. I know that it's completely worth it. I know it's the best community out there on the internet for girls with HA. I mean, it's the only one. It's the original. It's the only. It's the best. And I just designed it with you in mind. And if you're on the fence and like, oh, I don't know if this is exactly a good idea. Like if I should be going down this rabbit hole or if I want to invest in my recovery in this way. I just want you to know that that's why I put this free trial on. So you can come in. And see for yourself that I'm in your corner. You can talk to me whenever you want in the group. I'm always available in the chat. I respond within a day. We'll coach you through any issues that you have if you want to work one-on-one a little bit inside of the DMs. That's that's exactly what I'm here for. That's the whole purpose. It's my job. So you have all the support you need if that's something you're looking for. So if you're on the fence thinking, I don't know if I'll get the support I need. I don't know if it will be entertaining enough. I don't know if I'll make the connections I want to make. All of that, I guarantee you, you will absolutely make if you come into the group and you show up and you do your part. So that's it for me, guys. (laughs) I'll let you get back to the episode. But yeah, please come on in. Head to thehasociety.com. That's thehasociety.com and join us today.
special unicorn reason AJ myth number three is it you know you're not an athlete so why would you have AJ and this is just this mindset is problematic okay yes athletes are highly likely to end up in an energy deficit but in no way does that mean that you are not susceptible to it additionally right the way that we exercise these days is wildly different to how we exercised back in like 1970s 90s when studies about women's exercise were really being performed a lot and is still a lot of the literature that we turn to I have a personal opinion, right, that we are working out so much harder than our pre-2000 sisters were. And we are only getting more hardcore about exercise and treating ourselves like athletes, right? I mean, think about it. Think back to like pre-2000. What did exercise look like back then? I'm pretty sure like CrossFit's inception was the year 2000. I think so. Before that, People were just like going to the gym a little bit, going for walks, doing aerobics. And that's what a lot of us base the concept of regular exercise off. And then we've like added our own current, more modern habits around exercise to those recommendations. And it gets a little messy. And I actually did sit down and read over 30 popular studies on women exercising when pregnant to understand their recommendations because and I won't get into this on here but I got pregnant and I had known a lot of women who were having complications preterm birth preeclampsia just wasn't there was just a theme and I I saw a theme totally uh anecdotal they're like no don't hold me to this but in my circle there was a theme of the super um athletic hardcore girls were not having smooth pregnancies and those that were a lot more blase and chill about the whole thing were having smooth pregnancies and i was like this is weird because all of the girls who were exercising continuing to exercise hardcore and really minimally changing their routine through the first like two and a half trimesters um they were telling me you know i i looked into it and all the recommendations point to vigorous exercise is totally fine you shouldn't have to change all that much there's just a few things to avoid but otherwise you should be good to go and i was just like this is not sitting down just sitting right with me so i read them all and you know what i found i could do a whole other episode on but my big takeaway from it was that the definition of vigorous exercise, I think it needs to be explained a little more. And when you look at the types of exercise people in these studies are doing, when the recommendation for vigorous exercise during pregnancy is coming in, uh, it kind of makes you be like, you know, I don't know if that's exactly what a lot of women are doing these days. I think they're pushing a little harder these days. Anyway, that's just my two cents. <laughs> but the point is that many of us are pushing ourselves to a level that is more like an athlete than we really realize. And I know what you're thinking. Athletes train full time every day at the highest intensity. 
wrong. Wrong. Trust me, I do know these things. I competed competitively for like eight years, right? They do not actually push themselves to the highest intensity every single day, full time. Coaches and professionals know that athletes need time to recover. They understand this concept and professional athletes spend a lot more time on you know recovery like their physical recovery skill work the skill of their sport reaction work how agile how quickly are their reactions like their brain function around the whole thing the mental work they spend a lot more time on these things than we realize they're not just grinding 24 7 that's what we think that they're doing but that's not what they're doing and yes they work out more than we do but when they're pushing themselves to their highest limit it could be comparable to how much you work out like to how hard you're pushing yourself at your highest limit yes they might perform better than you because this is their skill and their trade but their physical exertion could actually be comparable to what you're putting yourself through so tell me how far would you run every single day How many minutes of high-intensity interval training did you do every single week? Yeah, because I think that your athlete counterpart does that too. But with triple the massage time, the naps, the body work, and 100% less of the added stress of their job or school. You have to consider this compound effect that does make you comparable to an athlete. So when someone, you, your doctor, anyone says, AJ's just for athletes, you know, I think we need to be painting a much clearer picture of what you mean when you say you work out every day. Okay. Special unicorn myth, AJ myth. I don't even know what I'm calling these things anymore. Number four, you never ate only 1,200 calories. So see my answer for number one about not being thin enough, right? It doesn't matter. Let's talk about why your caloric intake being quote-unquote higher doesn't make you a unicorn. Because it's about the consistent energy deficit. If you have consistently strived to hit a certain set of macros or calories, even if they were close to the 2,000 calorie range, which many of us think is heaps, you have been putting yourself in a tiny if you want to call it that deficit likely in the pursuit of weight loss so let me say that again and more simply if you have been in the pursuit of weight loss for a prolonged period of time even at a caloric intake higher than 1200 calories you have been in a consistent caloric deficit of some kind this means like we spoke about earlier with our brain government, your brain is making choices around your body to shut things down in order to preserve life. The rules remain the same, regardless of the size of your deficit. They remain the same. It's up to your individual body what caloric deficit shuts that system down. And that's about the only unicorn thing about you, is that your body's requirements or minimums before it takes action is different to the girl next to you while we're on this topic i'd like to take a moment though to say that 
2,000 calories, 1,900 calories, 1,800 calories, 1,750 calories. They are all a lot lower than you realize that they are. Even 2,400 can be too low for a lady. And I've definitely seen it way too low at 2,200. So that number doesn't matter as much as your intentions have been around your eating the whole time. So have you been attempting to lose weight with some kind of calorie deficit, whether it's tracking, whether it's just avoiding certain foods or not? Have you been attempting that? If the answer is yes, then you are susceptible to hypothalamic amenorrhea. (laughs) Yeah, annoying, I know, but true. The 1200 calories thing isn't relevant to everyone. Okay. Special unicorn myth HA myth busting number five. What if it's mold or an autoimmune disease or PCOS? Okay. What if it's something else? And because it's something else, I'm thinking maybe it's not HA. And like, what if I go down the HA route and it's not actually HA? So then I just like gained weight and did this thing and now I'm behind on what I should be doing. Okay. I am all about continuing to look into what else could be playing a contributing factor here for you and your hypothalamic amenorrhea. If you have evidence of mold exposure, please go check that out. Do the things. If your doctor wants you to look at autoimmune or PCOS or the elusive brain tumor we all know that I love so much, please do it. But do not stress And do not let the potential finding of something else down the line make you waver from your choice here to get your period back with rest and food. Nine times out of ten, maybe even more, (laughs) it really is hypothalamic amenorrhea. So just keep that in mind while you pursue these other avenues. I have this client that I work with right now. We work one-on-one. And she's also looking into the potential of PCOS right now. And I am actually completely on board and supportive of her getting that information at the recommendation of her doctor. At the same time, I'm going to keep reminding her that we're doing the best we can with the best information that we have at this given time. And that information currently points to HA. So instead of wondering... Maybe it's this other thing and therefore not taking action out of fear, frustration or uncertainty. Take action towards the best guess based on the information you have right now. No one can fault you for that, including yourself. At the end of the day, if you resonate with the stories of AJs and the symptoms that you're seeing, this is likely what it is and right now, Rather than giving yourself a definite case of unicorn syndrome, give yourself a probable case of HA until you have more information. (sighs) I need a drink. Well, like a glass of water or something, I mean. Just, that's a lot of talking from me. And that's it for me. I hope that this helps to crack the code on some of your super secret unicorn squirrel powers today. Just a little bit. And if it doesn't, let me know. Let's keep talking about it because I want to help this disease, (laughs) this syndrome. I want to work through it with you guys. All right. Bye, guys.
Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.